Y2, green right off, nasty. Hound 2, Y booty, X facing back right on. 580! Green 87! You're tuned in to GLIAC Football Weekly. Here's your host, Jake Reepma. Oh, yes, that is me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, 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 my GLIAC compadres to the first ever, I believe the first ever, GLIAC Football Podcast. I am your host, Jake Reepma, the GLIAC columnist for D2Football.com, and let me be the first to say here we are on an adventure. I don't know how this is going to go. So bear with me. As I said, this is the pilot episode, the GLIAC football weekly podcast. The goal is to put together an excellent audio program that's dedicated to providing the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the GLIAC. But if you've read some of my columns, you know, that can be a challenge. If you listen to me before, um, I, I, I certainly give it my all, but uh, similar to my playing career, the result aren't always the best so um if uh if you know the 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 train derails a little bit here you're just gonna have to bear with me but no in all seriousness welcome in to the gliac football weekly podcast i am your host jake reetma if you've never read one of my columns on d2football.com i'm gonna give you the the rundown real quick and then never have to say it again so hopefully somebody doesn't tune into episode two that didn't hear the first episode and yada 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 so on so forth but anyways played football at northwood from 2011 to 2015 i used the term play very 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 loosely i uh had a very good view on the sidelines for several years but uh but uh you know what i I mixed it up a little bit. I got on the field in the last couple of years to even to the point of of getting a personal foul one time. That's that's pretty cool, huh? I got my name in the stat book that way. Uh, uh, occasionally ran into an off-colored uniform and got a tackle. And one time, one time by the grace of God, I think he just didn't want me to finish my my Gliac career without any kind of notable accomplishment. One time, I got an interception. That's right. So. Jake Reitma, host of the GLIAC football podcast with one career GLIAC interception coming to you from the GLIAC football podcast studios. Not really. We don't have our own studios, but that's the beauty of a podcast is audio creation. And each week we're going to strive to put together the best long form audio program we can serving GLIAC fans everywhere. The uh, the hope of this is to be an extension of my D2 column and the extension of my GLIAC column on D2Football.com. So just kind of continuing on with what I've done in written form now to have uh, an audio form to go with you. So if you're listening at work or, you know what, maybe even you work for some of the schools in the GLIAC and, you know, you've got those those pesky SIDs always hounding you and you can put your headphones on and say, whoa, hold on, I'm listening to the GLIAC football podcast, you know, and we need to have like on March Madness when they have a boss button, you, you know, your boss walks by, you hit that boss button and all of a sudden it looks like you're putting together some kind of slideshow or something, but uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on that, but bear with me because I, it's a one man show and quite frankly, um, we're three and a half minutes in. I'm sick of hearing my voice already and i'm sure you are too that's why each episode will have a featured interview this week this week we had the chance to and i say we me had the chance to catch up with head football coach 
Paul Winners of the Wayne State Warriors. That's right. He's in his 16th season at the helm at Wayne State. Paul and I had a phenomenal conversation. Fantastic interview. He was really engaging. A lot of fun. And he really, I mean, he set the standard. I, I, we, say, we joked about this in the interview, which we'll hear later in the program. But, uh, and of course, being the first guest, there was, it's inevitable that he set the standard. But in all seriousness, Paul was phenomenal. Uh, my my sincere thank you to the Wayne State Warriors athletic department and for Coach Winners and being the guinea pig, really, of the first uh, interview guest on the GLIAC Football Podcast. But glad to have you along. And if you want to fast forward to the interview, I completely understand. In fact, I, I might do that as well. I might just stop talking now and get right into the interview. But no, here's how it's going to work. Most weeks we'll have a, a recap. The beginning of the program will recap the weekend's events. And uh, of course, with it being week one, there's nothing to recap. So again, you're stuck with me. And then another part of the program I'm pretty excited about um, will be the question and answer mailbag format. So that's going to be real simple. You know, if you follow me on Twitter, very active on the social medias, as I think you have to be in this business. But tweet in your questions at Jake underscore Ritmo. You can find me on Twitter. I'll do the Facebook thing, too. If I know the uh, Ferris State, a little shout out to the Ferris State alumni page. They're very active on Facebook. So um, I know I'm involved with a lot of the members on that that group, the Fair State group. So if you want to Facebook message me your questions or, you know what, we can do the good old-fashioned email too because everybody listening, that's right, get your pen and paper. I'm going to give you my email if you want to send in your mailbag questions that way. It's jakeritma at gmail.com. Very complicated. First, last name at gmail.com, Jake. Ritma at gmail.com. But based on the interaction with the column on d2football.com, I think Twitter will probably be the main way we communicate. But I'm open. I'm open for anything, guys. What, Whatever the more convenient way of electronic communication is for you, I will adapt and we will get your questions and topics, really, if you just want some talking points to, to kind of discuss. And even you want to, if you're at a game, in a particular week and something stood out to you, send it all in. That question and answer, um, that that segment of the program was, is going to be a lot of fun. So I look forward to that. And again, with it being week one, we don't have anything to react to yet, but we will. So that will be a part of the program, the interview, and a little preview slash pick them going into each week. So that will be a lot of fun as well. And if, if you know of any good guests, we'll, we'll have on, um, I think it'll be fun to have different guests associated with the GLIAC throughout the course of the season as well. So again, glad to have you along. Bear with us on this uh, experimental pilot episode. My all-time favorite show is The Office. Not, And here's how this, this connects. So just kind of focus it in here, bring it all in together. The Office, the pilot episode, the show was almost canceled after the first episode. I hope, I pray to God, the commissioner and... Come, I pray to God the commissioner, Chris Dunbar, is not going to cancel the show after one episode because I'm going to give it my all. They've been very supportive, the GLIAC has, in launching this. But again, just like in week one in football, we're going to make our most improvement from week one 
to week two. But all that said, we're going to have a lot of fun, guys, and I look forward to the passion. Bring bring the passion. Bring it. It's what it's all about. I enjoy. I know, um, again, if you follow me on Twitter and follow along with D2Football.com, I love the banter back and forth. It's all in good fun, and I love the passion. That's what it's about. And at the end of the day, I know I'll always have one listener. My mom, she's uh, kind of like obligated to listen to, but uh, she's a big supporter. And if you guys really hurt my feelings with some, uh, you know, some harsh takes and responses, you know what? I will call my mom. I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not above that at, at 26 years old. But let's run through the GLIAC preseason coaches poll before we get into our interview, and then we'll take a look at the games coming up this week. And if you missed Gleak Football Media Day, you missed a lot, let me tell you. Um, they had this really loudmouth host. He was obnoxious. Just kidding. I was the host, and um, this is probably a much better medium for me as I have a face for radio. You know, there are a lot of cameras at Gleak Football Media Day, and this is probably better for everybody. You guys don't have to see me. You do have to hear me, so I feel bad for you on that. But, you know, there's not the... Um, there's not that glaring face for radio that's showing up on your camera like we had at Gleak Media Day. But starting from the bottom, your preseason coaches poll, the Michigan Tech Huskies. They come in at number nine, of course, led by Coach Steve Olson. The Northwood Timberwolves at number eight, led by head coach Leonard Haynes. Northern Michigan Wildcats at number seven. Kyle Nystrom in his third year there in Marquette. The Wayne State Warriors and the Davenport Panthers tied at five with Coach Paul Winters, who we will hear from later in today's program, and Sparky McEwen for Davenport at the helm. And Saginaw Valley State, they enter the Ryan Brady era. Saginaw Valley State picked to finish number four. Grand Valley State number three. Ashland number two. And Ferris State, your national runners-up, number one. And um, Grand Valley, of course, Matt Mitchell, the head coach. Ashland, we've got Lee Owens at the helm there. And Ferris State, led by reigning coach of the year, Tony Anise. So there it is again. Michigan Tech, Northwood, Northern Michigan, Wayne State, Saginaw Valley State, Grand Valley State, Ashland, and Ferris, your preseason GLIAC coaches poll. What does it all mean? Nothing. It doesn't really mean a whole lot, but it's there for you. The national top 25 rankings I'm going to be using, and I always do this on my D2 football poll or column. What am I saying? I use it on my column as well. I always go off with the AFCA coaches ranking, which has Ferris State at two and Grand Valley is at 12. Yes, Grand Valley at 12 and Ashland at 23. So three GLIAC teams in the top 25. And again, I always use the AFCA coaches poll. So all those other polls are stupid. Just kidding. They're, they're fine. There's just a lot. I'm just going to be consistent and go off of one here. But let's look ahead to this week's games. And at the end of the program, we will have the predictions. And I'm not going to brag. Um, that's not what this is about. This is not about bragging, but... Last year, even picking with my heart many times, I uh, was well above the 500 mark. I don't have the actual numbers in front of me, but I put it in my last column. I'm sure one of those crazy followers that said they actually look forward to my columns will know what my record was last year. But there were more wins than losses. So 
I know what I'm talking about, people. Uh, not really. I just, I just try to, you know, I try to use what all those hardworking sports information directors use in those previews and those um, game notes, and really, they say it better than I do. So, I mean, of course, you always cite your source, so it's not copywriting by any means. But the hardest working people in Division Two athletics give it up for the sports information directors. But all right, here we go. Thursday's slate of games is what we're going to start with, um, and then we'll get into Saturday's. Um, I, why don't we just start uh, locally? Locally for me, being in uh, Detroit, Michigan, the Wayne State Warriors, they're going to be hosting Slippery Rock. SRU, the rock, the rock that is slippery on Thursday night at Adams Field. I'll be there. Sweet, sick, sick brag. I know everybody cares, but I'm going to be attending the game as a member of the credentialed media and going to be giving you all of my observations. But uh, Slippery Rock, all right. 11-3 last season, ran the table in the PSAC West, 7-0. and They reached, of course, the... NCAA Division II playoffs and made it all the way to the quarterfinals before losing to Notre Dame out of Ohio. Now, that's very impressive. And on paper, they certainly will be the favorites. Going back to that AFCA National Top 25, they are ranked number 10 in the country. So Wayne State opening with a top 10 nationally ranked opponent. Certainly a tall task for the Warriors, who come off a very, very disappointing season last year and are looking to turn the corner. And I, I asked Coach Winters about that. I mean, and I'm not going to spoil the interview, but, uh, you know, he was very clear in his expectations and trying to turn it around. And I think uh, that that's important for Wayne State. I don't think they're a 1-7 in seven in the GLIAC team, which they finished a year ago and and two and nine overall that's not wayne state football by any means and they do have a lot of talent back uh specifically james hill the running back who who ran all over my northwood timberwolves that was the game i saw wayne state last year albeit in a snowstorm but uh he was very very impressive so what do i expect to play out in this one i mean if you're uh, when you in week one you go off the off of last season uh, so on paper it's definitely going to be a uh, difficult task for Wayne State. Um, they're, at home. they're at home in a night game, and I think week one, uh, anything can happen. I mean, teams are going to be rusty, and just like this podcast, you see the most improvement from week one to week two. So anything can happen in the first game, especially in week one. Um, but Wayne State definitely with a tall task in welcoming in a very, very good Slippery Rock team from a year ago. So other Thursday night games, you've got Ashland squaring off against number 16, Indianapolis, out of the GLVC. Expectations are sky high for Ashland, and this is something I talked about in the D2Football.com column, the week one preview, where, you know, make no mistake about it, Grand Valley nationally is ranked way ahead of Ashland when you think about Ashland's 23rd ranking and Grand Valley's 12th ranking or number 12 ranking. But Ashland is a team that was picked by the GLIAC preseason coaches poll to finish ahead of Grand Valley, number two. And you've, they've got the GLIAC freshman of the year and quarterback Austin Brenner. They've got a great defense coming back. And 
Lee Owens certainly has the the makings of a team that could take a significant step forward for Ashland, especially when you factor in how all of their losses last year were by the slimmest of margins and to ranked teams. So that six and four record from a year ago, very deceiving. The other Thursday night game, you've got Ferris at home against the University of Finland, that newly remodeled Top Taggart field, which if you missed the media day interview with Tony Anise, he basically, basically said it was because Northwood's turf was so nice that he had to get new turf at Top Tiger Field. But I, I know he was joking. But you know, a lot of fun interviewing Tony Nice at Media Days, and I'm sure we'll be able to get him on the show here so that he can give me even more of a hard time like he did during the Media Day interview. But Ferris, I mean, where 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 do you want me to start with Ferris? I mean, they're they're one of the top three teams in every preseason poll. Again, I use the AFCA coaches poll. And they're number two in that, um, you know, national runners up last year, five consecutive trips to the playoffs. Everybody knows that they've had, you know, unprecedented success under Tony Anise. And, you know, he's the 2018 Gliac coach of the year. You got J. Rue Campbell as the reigning Harlan Hill trophy winner, which, although he's not playing Thursday night, that's worth noting, but Make no mistake about it, Travis Russell will get the nod, and he's more than capable of leading Ferris State to a Week 1 victory. But Ferris State hosting Finley Thursday night um, under the lights at Top Tiger Field. And I know we're doing the picks at the end of the program, but, uh, yeah, um, buckle up. It'll be a lot, of, uh, a lot of firepower on offense for Ferris. And uh, if you're an Oiler fan... You know, you used to belong to the Gleex, so maybe maybe there's some Oiler fans that will tune in, but it's going to be a long night Thursday night. All right, now to Saturday. And again, this normally we're going to run through this quicker, but with this being the pilot episode, we just bear with me here. We're going to push through these. You know, you're doing well. We're almost halfway through. We're going to run through these Saturday um, matchups real quick, and then we'll get into the interview with Coach Winners. Michigan Tech. They'll be taking on Hillsdale. This was a crazy game last year in Houghton. Um, I believe it was 31-30 to 30 if my memory serves me correctly. Yes, a wild win for the Huskies in overtime up in Houghton, 31-30 to 30 against Hillsdale, who went on to have all kinds of success and win the GMAC. And then ultimately, I believe they made it to a couple of rounds in the playoffs um, before getting knocked out by... Notre Dame um, super regions. They made it to the super region one semifinal before losing to Notre Dame point being Michigan tech really struggled last year and beat the GMAC conference champion. And I know it was earlier in the season and t- teams change, but uh, that's, that's still worth noting in my opinion, Michigan tech pin picked to finish at the bottom of the conference. Uh, I don't think they're the worst team in the conference, but time will tell on that. Um, certainly a tough week one matchup for the Huskies on the road. Northern Michigan takes on McKendry. This was also a crazy game last year. McKendry scored a last second touchdown to win it. And this is a game um, going back to Gleak Media Day in August that Kyle Nystrom even mentioned specifically. He was like, I'm still mad about that game. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. It's not a direct quote. If you're a member of the Big J journalist, don't quote me on that. But he was upset, 
And I know that doesn't just mean, okay, he was upset, and now that means Northern Michigan's going to win, but I think Northern Michigan is going to be improved this year, and it starts with a week one win at home in the Superior Dome against McKendry to get that revenge. So Northern Michigan taking on McKendry, and let's see, who else do we have? Oh, that's right, my Northwood University Timberwolves, led by Leonard Haynes. And the Timberwolves, all right, this is, um, I can handle this. You know what? They had a tough year last year, three and seven overall. Um, that, that coming off after a seven and four season the year before. So uh, quite the flip-flop, but, uh, and I know everybody, everybody's battles, injuries. I can hear the comments already. Jake, you're making excuses for your Northwood Timberwolves. That's not what this is, but they were banged up last year. And um, there's been some changes on the coaching staff Uh and I mentioned this in my D2 football column, but former defensive coordinator for Saginaw Valley, Adam Gonzaga, joins the Northwood staff. So I think that defense will be improved. And I know just because you add different uh, uh, coaches on the coaching staff doesn't all of a sudden mean it's a new team. But you know, at quarterback, I think there's a lot of senior leadership. Dimitri Abro, those are the two players that uh, represented Northwood and Media Days. And of course, I might be a little bit biased, but I think the Timberwolves turn it around and and take a a positive step here in 2019. They open with Tiffin. Tiffin. Now, Tiffin's an interesting story because, of course, we remember when um, a uh, member institution of the GLIAC, not the GLIAC conference. This is just a little side note, and this is going to happen from time to time on the podcast, and I do apologize, but uh, the great Travis McCurdy talked to me, or he taught me about this, is it's so silly to say the GLIAC conference or the MAC conference because you're saying the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference conference. Like, GLIAC is an acronym that ends with conference, so there's no need to say conference. Again, it's very repetitive. So sorry about that. I'm sorry. That's just a little... Uh, sneak peek into my brain, which is also kind of scary. But Tiffin started the season nine and zero last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, nine and zero to then lose their last two games and miss out on the playoffs. And of course, that's in the GMAC, the conference that Hillsdale won. But Tiffin's Tiffin is damn good, and the Dragons. I mean, this game's going to be played in Midland at Hans Stadium. I, I know the, I, I know Northwood knows that they have their hands full with the Tiffin Dragons, and they had a very successful season last year, but it's it's a new era for Tiffin. Um, I believe, yes, Chris Reisert is the new head coach for Tiffin because um, Gary Goff, um, well, yeah, he departed and became the new head coach for the Valdosta State Blazers, who, oh, by the way, are your defending Division II national champions but anyways he's an offensive-minded coach he was the offensive coordinator at Ohio Dominican before taking the Tiffin head coaching job so that one maybe it'll be a shootout we'll see we'll see but that game on Saturday in Midland now to Saginaw Valley State they've got a long road trip to uh to open the season they're playing in the Lone Star State, all the way to Texas A&M Kingsville. Um, and I hope you guys will read my 
D2 football column, but or my Gliac column on D2football.com, but I really didn't know where to go with my preparation of Texas A&M Kingsville. Because I'm not going to lie to you guys. Who, who knows anything about Texas A&M Kingsville? So I dug into it a little bit further. Um, I was just enthralled with the school's nickname, the Javelinas. And I'm just going to read you an, um, a little blurb, an excerpt from the column, which was derived from tamuk.edu, so the school's official website. Texas A&M Kingsville is the only university in the United States with a javelina for its mascot. The university's first students chose the javelina. In Spanish, it's pronounced javelina. In South Texan, pronounced javelina. Not sure the difference. Oh, javelina. Anyways. As the mascot, because of its fierce and tenacious behavior, the first students were right in that javelinas could do serious damage to men or hunting dogs with their two-inch long canine teeth, which are well-developed for cutting and slashing. However, javelinas are generally not aggressive and will almost always retreat from a person unless cornered. So there's your... um, there's your education on Texas A&M Kingsville mascot because I can't really give you much about their football team. I think we should focus our attention to Saginaw Valley. After all, they are in the GLIAC, and it's the first year for new head coach Ryan Brady, who is no stranger to the GLIAC. Obviously, he's one of those Tony and E's disciples. But Saginaw Valley, I think they took a huge – obviously, they took a huge step forward last year, finishing 8-3, and three, narrowly missing out – on the playoffs, you got Ryan Conklin returning for his final season at quarterback. You've got the um, def- on the defensive side, Heath Williams, who's our, I mean, there was just an article about him getting NFL interest already, and he led the GLIAC in sacks a year ago. So I think they're the, the tools are there for the Saginaw Valley to have another another excellent season. And um, I know we're, we'll get into the picks a little bit later, but... I think Saginaw Valley goes on the road and gets it done. But last but certainly not least, it's a blackout in Allendale. Ooh, a blackout for Grand Valley State. No, no. That, and I know uh not going to hurt anybody's feelings. That's cool. It's sweet that they fill um, Lover Stadium, and it's a phenomenal atmosphere. And I guess this is a good time also to say I'll be at that one too. So Wayne State, I'll be at Adams Field Thursday night. Then to Grand Valley Saturday night to watch them take on, uh, who are they playing? Edinburgh, that's right, the Fighting Scots, who were picked to finish fifth in the PSAC West after finishing 2018 six and five and three and four in conference play. So Grand Valley, they're loaded. They always are. Matt Mitchell and company, they don't, they don't rebuild, they reload. We know they lose the school's all time leading passer in Bart Williams. But Cole Katapka also was at Gliac Media Day. Seems primed and ready to go. And I think the Lakers have a cruise control victory in week one um, here to open up against another PSAC West opponent. So that's your quick preview. Again, this is being the pilot episode. It's going to be a little bit different of a format. Normally, we'll, we'll recap the weekend's action, get to the interview, get to the mailbag and then close it out with pick them. But because we don't have some of those for this first week, we'll get right into our interview now. So without further ado, 
Here is head coach of the Wayne State Warriors, Paul Winters. All right, here we are on the Gleek Football Weekly podcast. Jake Ritma alongside our first ever guest, head coach of the Wayne State Warriors, Paul Winters. Coach Winters, thanks for making the time. And are you ready to set the bar high? It's truly my pleasure, and I'm excited. No one will ever match this. That's right. That's right. It is. I mean, guest number one, the first ever Gleek Football podcast. And who better to to set the bar than Coach Winters, who's entering his 16th season. And I know the last time we were together was at Gleak Football Media Day. And uh, you reminded me that your first year of coaching, I think I was about five years old. (laughs) (laughs) No, you reminded me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, here we are. Slippery Rock is on the clock. A, uh, a really short week, so I want to start with mm-hmm. that um, game coming up here Thursday night. You open at home. How have you felt camp has gone and um, ready to get into game week? Well, it's been a tremendous camp. Uh, the attitude and the effort of our players has been unmatched, and we're very excited about that. And you know, it's just you walk off the field and you got a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is against a great football team um, I think they're 10th rank coming into the to the season they finished the season in the final eight uh, so they're obviously a very talented very you're taking all my notes here <laughs> okay I'm sorry um, no but they're they're yeah. they're a heck of a football team right right and they always have been I always and out of the PSAC um, do you like do you like opening kind of with a big power like that to kind of find out what your team's made of right away <laughs> you know what? You always like challenges. Yeah. And uh, this is, especially coming off of a bad season, this is really kind of what you want because this can be a statement game for, for our football team. No doubt, no doubt. And it's at home, under the lights. We were talking a little bit before we got started here. A night game should be a great atmosphere, but uh, on the, the flip side, you get to wait around all day for yeah. the night game. <laughs> you know what? We've waited around all year, That's so true. That's one more true. day doesn't hurt us. That's true. So what is, um, and I know with camp it's a little bit different, but you're playing a Thursday game. How does mm-hmm. that change your, your routine instead of the Saturday well, game? Well, um, you have to kind of figure out what day it is uh, <laughs> because – Nothing really makes sense the whole week. You know, today I think is Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me show you, as far as I know, yes, <laughs> and, yes, yes. And, <laughs> and really it's a Thursday as far as your preparation goes. So mm-hmm. um, that's a little bit difficult. And I think fortunately we have this in, as the first game as opposed to the second or third or whatever in the season because that that's tough. Mm-hmm. You play on Saturday and you have less time to prepare. We've had – plenty of time to prepare so so we feel good about our preparation absolutely and after uh, slippery rock you start to kind of I like I was saying you kind of find out what your team's made of and um, you know with being picked to finish tied for fifth I know we talked a little bit about this in on Gleak media day it's just a preseason right ranking doesn't have much to do but that's got to give you some kind of or the guys some optimism based on how you finished last year you got a lot of guys coming back and you think you can turn the corner a little bit well, you know, we're optimistic. I don't know if the the preseason predictions have anything to do with mm-hmm. it. I think that our guys have worked extremely hard. Um, we, we had a number of our guys here almost every day during the summer working out. And uh, when you prepare like that, you get confidence. And I think that's where our confidence come, comes from, our preparation. 
Mm-hmm. All right, now we've we've done the pre the preview of the game coming ahead. Now okay. it's time to it's time to get to know Coach Paul Winners, and oh, uh, okay. this is, this is what I've been looking forward to the most. So. This is where everybody turns off the no, radio. No, no, absolutely not. This is where everybody <laughs> dials it in, Coach. We're about to tune in. We're okay. gonna get to know Coach Winners in the six his sixteenth season, and of course you were a player at Akron. What take me all the way back when you when you finished playing? What made you decide to get into coaching? You know, it's funny, uh, I have a degree in business. And so when I finished playing, uh, I, w- I tried out a couple NFL shots. Um, none of, nothing really worked out. Played a year of semi-pro, um, Canton Bulldogs. Okay. You know? um, and that was fun. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't for me anymore. You know, um, it just wasn't the way to go. But I, football wasn't out of my system. Mm-hmm. So um, I went back. I, I had job offers from Goodrich and General Tire and Goodyear. Um, they all had offered me management training positions right out of college. So um, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to stay with football. And I went back to Coach Dennison, my head coach, and I said, uh, you know, I really I, I want to coach. And he made me a graduate assistant. And, uh, no, it was yes, at Akron, right? At Akron. Mm-hmm. And he gave me my first job. Okay. The Zips, right? Yeah. The Akron yeah, Zips. Akron and Zips. Uh, I'm going to go back even a little bit further here. And, you know, you played high school at St. Vincent, St. Mm-hmm. Mary's. So yes. who would you say, obviously, you're number one, the second most famous alumni out of St. Vincent, St. Mary's <laughs> High School? <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of really good alums there. Um, but I know who you're hitting, hitting <laughs> about. Uh, I, I say a name and nobody ever gets it. Jerome Lane. Okay. Jerome Lane was a basketball player, played for Pitt, played in the NBA for a long time. He was one of the first guys to break a rim. Okay. Um, but yeah, LeBron. <laughs> uh, you know. I'm did you did you play out. other sports in high school? Um, I ran track. Okay. And uh, believe it or not, I was the equipment manager for the basketball team. No kidding. Yeah. Right. Were you breaking rims? And um, no, I was fixing them. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, Coach. Who is your? Um, your inspiration in coaching and your best uh, or most influential mentor? Well, um, my inspiration is Vince Lombardi. You see, I got my Vince Lombardi helmet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bobblehead. Yep. The bobblehead. So, yep. You know, I asked him a question. He always says yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Um, uh, for, no, this is this is that's good. This is uh, for our. Now you got to use your senses here. This is our listening audience. So bobblehead's always shaking. That took. Did you see that? Took me a minute. Yeah, that there. was pretty good. Yeah, but then when I got it, that's pretty funny. Then somebody always says yes. I love that. Um, I got to get me a bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> Could we we could do Coach Winner's bobblehead. There, Where's no, the promotion guy? No, we don't want guy? that. No, no, no. Who's no. the Wayne State football promotion guy? I want to talk to him about Coach. Do you know Winter's how you can never look yourself in the mirror? I would if I saw a bobblehead of myself, I'd destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe. Uh, well, who's the who's the Warriors mascot? We need some kind of bobblehead. W. Yeah, yeah exactly. But exactly. Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you. it's yeah. all right. It's yeah. all right. You got to have fun. Yeah. Um, Jim Dennison uh, was was my head coach. Um, in college, and he, I also had a chance to work with him, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the, actually, I think uh, my freshman year in college, he was the national coach of the year because um, we played for a national championship. And um, he's just taught me positive mental attitude, PMA, which we teach the team. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a 
a lot of connections between Wayne State and Akron um, because the coach who won the last championship at, at Wayne State came from Akron, okay. you know, Dick Lowry. Mm -hmm. So, um, and he brought in PMA and he brought in some of the other things that we did at Akron. So it was very interesting. Um, but Jim Dennison is by far the, the man who inspires me the most. Okay. And um, I want to, again, and I don't want you to think just going reminiscent here, but uh, I just think it makes for great conversation. And obviously you're entering your 16th season. So mm -hmm. at Wayne State specifically, you've probably had a lot of memories, a lot of good ones, maybe some not so good ones, some highs and some lows as, oh, yeah. as coaching does. Yes. But uh, give me give me your best Wayne State memory as a coach. <laughs> You know, when you say best, you're most positive or just best memory? Let's do both. How about both? Let's do um, both. Yeah. Let me tell you the best memory um, happened that right in 2011, um, we're playing the national championship game and our bus is arriving at the hotel. And I see our, our president. I see uh, our former president. I see our fans, our, our cheerleaders, and everybody's there waiting the bus and and the police escort, and yeah. they've got the um, the horses, the you know oh, yeah. mounted police. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. So we drive up, and it's like the best feeling ever. Yeah. It's like we're going to the national championship. Wow. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so the bus pulls up, and I'm the first one off the bus all the time. And the um, bus pulls up, and the horse pooped right, <laughs> <laughs> right at the bottom of the steps. And so I get, I, I'm walking oh and I God. look down and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so it was the best that. and the worst oh at my the God. same time. You'll never forget that. Oh, never. That's, that's, and that no. was like your moment and all the glory. Yes. And then the, yes. Just right there. Oh my God. I never heard that. Oh man. I never heard that story. Obviously yeah. I wanted to ask you about playing a national championship in 2011, but for all of our listeners, I mean, that's, that's a story that you can't get anywhere else. I yeah. mean, that is, that is something. So, wow. Wow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's tough to turn the page after that. I mean, how do you, because is that, that's like, the, I laugh. Yeah. I mean, right. you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's like, it was just one of those things. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. That, that is funny. But, yeah. um, and that, the game was, that was when the national championship was played in Florence, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, well, while while we're on the so on the subject, 2011, can uh, can Wayne State get back to a national championship? You know, uh, um, it's amazing. I, I compare this team to that team, and I compare the the 2016 team to that team. Um, the 2016 team, we started off seven and one. We're beating everybody by 30 points. Um, that might have been the best team I ever had. You know, um, really, we just we we didn't find ways to win at the end of the season, um, but mo most talented. Um, this team's very talented. But 2011, we had unbelievable adversity. Mm -hmm. um, we lost a player. Um, he was he was killed. We had another one that was injured um, very badly before the season. Um, so there were things that were going on. Um, I lost my dad, like, right before camp. You know, 2011. Um, yep. It was, it was just what could go wrong, did go wrong. Yeah. And we even lost the last regular season game in over in like four overtimes, yeah. you know? And it was like, it was kind of like, okay, this is over. Thank God. This, and then we, they put us in the playoffs and we got hot. 
but um it truly was a roller coaster ride. yeah it really was um this this year's team is extremely talented um we we've got all the offensive firepower that we need at running back at receiver offensive lines really strong um defensive lines really strong linebackers are good uh, secondary is good we, we we've got some positions that are a little bit thin you know where we might count on freshmen um but you don't know what adversities are going to hit right you know um we've had some adversity in camp which everybody does mm-hmm. you know um but really the key to this team and, and the key to achieving that again is overcoming adversity mm-hmm. and just the attitude that our guys have and i think the attitude is probably what we have this best right now. Okay, yeah. And that's that's got to make it enjoyable as a coach. I mean, some of the wins and losses, those things you can't control, but right. having your your guys with the right, right, right frame of mind, the right attitude, that's got to be one of the more rewarding things on the coaching oh, side. Oh, there's no question. Now, you got to have talent. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, when you have some adversity hitting mm-hmm. you, you get some guys injured, it's a little bit frustrating and it's a little bit mm-hmm. – you know, you, you kind of question, oh, God, what are, you know, what's happening here? Right, right. Um, but you, you overcome it if you have the right attitude. Mm-hmm. All right. A couple more questions for you, Coach. Okay. Your favorite player you ever coached? <laughs> you know what? I, there's a few of them that would say that they're my favorite. <laughs> um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a question that, that you always ask, who's your favorite child? Who's your favorite dog? I, you know? Um, yeah. Well, for my parents, it was easy. It's well, obviously. It was, okay. <laughs> and I you was can attest say to Zach, that. No, but... <laughs> no. Oh, come on, coach. You got to back no, me up. I'm you sorry. can attest that. Yes, you're right. You know, you're right. Um, that's my next question. You're right. the worst GA you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. Okay. The, my favorite player. Let's get back to yeah, that. Yeah, right. Um, right. That's you, derailing quickly. You put me in a trap. Um, <laughs> you know, I. some of my favorite players have been – obviously very talented like Jake Bell was just an extremely fun guy to coach and mm-hmm. you know you just say okay go get him and he'd go rush right, for 2,000 right. yards um, but there's a picture of that captain group with mm-hmm. him and number 20 was his backup the other running back Bruno Scarelli okay and Bruno was just awesome you know what I mm-hmm. loved coaching Bruno yeah. and he was a guy who never was a starter and he was a captain you know, um, he's just one of those guys that you love to coach. Josh Rennell. Josh Rennell was um, – nobody ever liked Josh Rennell. No one ever will be like Josh Rennell. Um, uh, Deontay Nicholas on the team now, um, three-time captain. You know, uh, just uh, uh, the national representative for the GLIAC to the SAC. You know, wow. just a mm-hmm. super young man, mm-hmm. and that's um, student advisory athlete, or student athlete, student athlete advisory, advisory committee. committee. That's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he's just. It's I can't pick one of them and say, mm-hmm. well, this is the guy. Yeah. Ed Viverett, who was a linebacker, who was just he's a police officer here in, in on Wayne State's campus now, and um, you know, just every day being around Ed was great. Mm-hmm. So. I've had so many that I, I wouldn't – it wouldn't be fair to say one is the guy, right. even though, like I say, Joyke will tell you he was the one. <laughs> exactly. But um, exactly. I love them all. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Coach, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for the time. Being the first ever guest on the Gleak Football Weekly Podcast, I really appreciate it. Wayne State Warriors open up against Slippery Rock under the lights, Adams Field, 6 o'clock Thursday night. I'll be there. Hey, we set the bar high. That's right. We sure did. Yeah. You know what? I actually, I feel bad for the next guest. Exactly. I, you know, but in all seriousness, coach, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Enjoyed Paul Winners, head coach for the Wayne State Warriors. We'll be back with more on the Gleek Football Weekly Podcast. Okay. Again, a sincere thank you to coach Paul Winners and Jeff Weiss and everybody at Wayne State that helped make that interview happen. And I uh, really enjoyed it. I know, uh, I know I've said that a hundred times, but uh, great insight from Coach Winners. A couple of funny stories. Um, and um, horse poop. You get, you get it all on the Gleak Football Podcast, um, Gleak Football Weekly here in the pilot episode. I will never forget uh, Coach Winners telling me about his national championship experience getting off the bus. Um, great times there with coach winters all right let's wrap this episode up episode one about to be in the books and we will get you on your way with your first gliac football weekend and really the fun starts even earlier with a couple of thursday games so we'll start there with our picks gliac football weekly podcast and i want people to i want you guys to keep track of this we could keep track of of my record i did last year and it could be a fun game if you want to participate at home i'll take your word for it give me write down your picks and send them in and and we'll uh we'll monitor who who does the best this season so thursday night wayne state at home against number 10 ranked slippery rock unfortunately this really pains me but i have to go with the rock sru again coming off an 11 and 3 season too tough for wayne state and uh slippery rock gets it done the other thursday night games this is going to be a doozy it's ashland against number 16 indianapolis ashland ranked 23 and indianapolis ranked number 16 out of the glvc give me ashland ashland with austin brenner making his um well really being the second year as the starting quarterback he played in seven games last year but ashland has a lot to prove and i think uh they had so many so many they had four close losses last year that they they find a way to win these close games and this one week one no exception i think it'll be a close game but ashland gets it done so i like slippery rock i get over wayne state and ashland over indianapolis the other Thursday night game, Finley on the road against Ferris State. And I know I already touched on this. J. Rue Campbell not going to be in uniform. Doesn't matter. Travis Russell, also a phenomenal quarterback. And had all kinds of meaningful snaps and all kinds of meaningful reps last year filling in for J. Rue when he was hurt. And he's, he's a great leader. I believe he's nominated for the good Allstate Good Works team. I got to check that. Don't quote me on that. But I know Travis Russell is nominated for something with Ferris. But uh, from everything I have heard, a great leader. And we'll, can, we'll have that offense rolling no problem, despite, uh, but despite not having the reigning Harlan Hill trophy winner in J. Rue Campbell. But... Nonetheless, I like Ferris in in just uh, in a runaway. I mean, uh, and I, I guess I could say a route. I like Ferris in a route over Finley. So your Thursday games, I'm taking Slippery Rock, Ashland, and Ferris. Moving to Saturday, 
We'll start with Michigan Tech and Hillsdale. I'll take the Chargers. Coach Otterbein and company get it done over Michigan Tech. Northern Michigan against McKendree. Give me the Wildcats to open up the season with a win at home at the Superior Dome. Northwood against Tiffin. And uh, maybe I should just record me saying this, but... I'm going to and then just replay it so I don't have to repeat myself each week. But I'm going to go with my heart. I love my Timberwolves. Give me Northwood at home over Tiffin. Moving on, we've got Saginaw Valley on the road across the country against Texas A&M. Again, don't know a lot about Texas A&M. That's just me being frank with you, sincere, transparent, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, I think Saginaw Valley's got the firepower. Give me, give me Ryan Brady and company getting it done in game number one and the Ryan Brady era off to a winning start for Saginaw Valley. They go on the road. I like them to get the win over Texas A&M Kingsville. We've got Grand Valley at home against Edinburgh, the Fighting Scots, and I think this is... Uh, as much of a shoe in maybe maybe Ferris over Finley, I feel better like one hundred percent confident about this is about ninety nine point nine percent um going all in with Grand Valley opening the season with a win, so give me the Lakers at home in a blackout it's gonna be a blackout. I also will be at this game. I don't know if if you're um again, I use this term loosely, but a member of the media, do I need to participate? in that blackout if i don't wear black will i will my credential work will i get into the stadium we'll find out maybe maybe i wear white i don't know no i'm not gonna be that guy i'm just gonna i'm gonna go dressed in like the most plain quarter zip forgettable outfit you can think of and try not to get noticed but uh yeah i think grand valley um dominates and it might be over before halftime but then i could get on the road early and be back so I can work Sunday morning, but no, I, I, that doesn't, I'm thinking out loud here, but my sincere thank you to everybody that tuned in to the first ever episode, my sincere appreciation to Chris Dunbar, Marcus Thatcher, and everybody at the GLIAC that has helped get this off the ground. And I hope, I, I hope that everybody will participate and send in your mailbag stuff, send in your your tweets, your your Facebook messages, your emails, whatever it is. This has the potential to be a lot of fun, and I really look forward to it. So with that, we will mercifully bring episode one to an end. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy your GLIAC football weekend. Have a wonderful day, and go back. Thanks for listening to GLIAC Football Weekly with Jake Reepma. Tune in next week for more GLIAC football coverage.